the homies. She you remember homies? that? Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> always like some throwback type. <laughs> Clueless. <laughs> now I want to watch it. Like, I know. I I've been saying it. that for a while that I want to watch that movie. I haven't seen that in a while. And I used to watch that quite All often. the time. Yeah. Like every day. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Stacy Dash. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. God. All right, I'm done. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Home Girl at Home. I'm what up, what home. up, what up? Oh, oh, Sorry. okay. I'm okay. trying to hype up because you know I was extra relaxed. Yeah, she was so chill and I was like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> welcome back. I'm your home girl, Taylor. And I'm your homegirl, Laura. And this is a podcast where we talk about mommy struggles, marriage, and everything else in between. You guys can find me on Instagram at homegirl.locked. That's L-O-C-D. And where can the people find you? Nowhere. Okay. (laughs) You guys can find me at officially Lala Marie. Okay. And that's on Instagram? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, so today um, on the agenda, we'll be talking about blended families. But before we jump into that, do you have a mommy struggle? Don't play games with me. Oh, you yeah, you got a mommy struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, every day I have been almost going to jail. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, how can I... How can I summarize my mommy struggle <laughs> without this being the whole episode? Uh, oh, Jesus. Choose your words wisely. Um, <laughs> so, let's just say that um, there were a lot of bedrooms that were moved around mm-hmm. in my house. Um, and there is one less child that is not my biological child but one less child in the home um and there is a lot of things that are you know being reorganized okay. to say the least okay the, that's what I can say to kind of summarize without putting all your business out there Ooh, Jesus yeah <laughs> but um but yeah it's it's crazy y'all let's just say teenagers are teenagers mm-hmm. and um my advice to anybody who has small children stick to your guns stick to your guns with whatever it is that you want to implement in your kids life and follow through with it because once they get older they're going to challenge you they are going to wreck every single nerve that you have whether they're your child or somebody else's child and (laughs) you want to make sure that whatever it is that you want to instill in your kids that it it follows through with them so in the teenage years are (laughs) showing itself to be some of the most difficult years to deal with (laughs) but uh I believe in almighty God so I know everything's gonna be all right but yeah my mommy struggled I definitely have attempted to yeah I've been almost going to jail every day so but it's gonna be all right don't get through it yeah teenagers are (laughs) And it's so crazy. I mean, within the last week, it's been a nice, peaceful atmosphere, ironically, mm-hmm. like every single day. And the children are kind of getting back to their groove of being children. Yeah. So it's, you know, you have to remove certain things out of your house. Or people. To kind of, yeah, people, influences out of your home. Yeah. So that your kids can get back to being who they are. So, Sometimes being a, a bigger person and helping someone else out is not the best thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Gotta protect yours first. Yeah, yes. All right. So that was five minutes in, y'all. That was a, a heavy little drop <laughs> right there. Let's go ahead and lift it back up. <laughs> so. <laughs> be it. <laughs> we know my mommy struggle has everything to do with urine because. Oh <laughs> that is what Harley does. <laughs> She's back to doing that. Yes. Oh Lord. She literally. Okay, so I'm oh, trying to think. With some oils. Do you remember? Was it scary movie? Where the thing that girl she stood there and she peed oh, for like. Don't tell me she does that. I'm so serious. Yo, I don't she did know. this the other day. She stood in the kitchen. It looked at me dead in my soul and peed. 
and just stood there. <laughs> and you know why she did this? Because you want to pay attention? No. Or what? Because the pot pie was too hot. And I told her to wait and let it cool down. Okay, listen. Yes. This is not your weapon, okay? <laughs> like, this is not your... Why does she do this? I don't know why. So that's been a mommy struggle. And yesterday... Okay, so for the past two weeks, I've been, like, teaching her everybody's name. Mm-hmm. And so... My name is Boo. Yes, your name is Boo. But I'll be like, <laughs> what's Boo's name? And she'll be like, Aura. Because she can't pronounce Aww, the L. So <laughs> but she'll be like, Aura. Like, Laura. Aura. Okay. So, she'll say everyone's name. And then when it gets to my name, she's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, yesterday, she had gotten in trouble. And I was like, I don't know who you think you're talking to, little girl. And she was like, Taylor Drayton, mommy. Oh. And, <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know how to feel. Like, if I should, like, whoop you. Because you kind of said it in a sarcastic tone, or I should be like internally happy because you just said my name for yeah. real. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally it's like a double-edged sword. Like <laughs> I was so torn. Like oh my goodness, is this a disciplining moment? Like is this disrespectful? Oh man, or what? And then she had the biggest smile on her face. Like she was so cute. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Yep. <laughs> That's her get out of jail free card. That's, that's what it the is. Name. <laughs> it's her get out of jail free. She's like, I know where to store this one at. Yeah. Okay. So first we got stare at mommy and her soul P. <laughs> and then say her name and say mommy at the end. With a smile. With a smile. Those are her two get out of jail free cards. Total punk ass parent moment. <laughs> like <laughs> I went downstairs like she just punked me. Like she punked me. That's so cool. sorry. <laughs> I would rather have that mommy struggle any day yeah. over my mommy struggle. So, yeah. Taylor plus one. Laura minus a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but oh it's cool. Goodness. Oh, man. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into this topic. So, today, oh, my God, these birds tripping are going to distract me. Yes. Squirrel. Already. Here we go. Here we go. At least we made it to seven minutes in before I said squirrel. I know. (laughs) So today we'll be talking about blended families. And Laura, our homegirl over here, um, she has a blended family. So I am going to let her take full control (laughs) on this topic. And I'm going to sit back and kind of just listen because I don't have experience in this <laughs> at all <laughs> at all huh <laughs> all right so you want me to hold this uh, sure whatever. okay whatever um so for blended families some of the questions that I came up with was one you know how to cope with multiple parents mm-hmm. that's a really really big thing right <laughs> yeah. um that's let's see Exactly, because as I mean, you have like broken relationships, you know, nine times out of ten, whatever reason why the person who you were with, you know, to have kids, yeah, that relationship is broken or it's not healed or it's not mended, so it's kind of you know, it's a whole bunch of stuff that could come with that. Um, then also, what we have, um, we have parents that are in a different state, so that's like long distance. And then we also have a parent that is deceased. So we have, like, everything pretty much under our belt. Um, So for us, like, coping with the multiple parents, we just literally had to come together, sit down, and just have that discussion. Like, an adult. And that's really what it boils down to is just really sitting down and having those discussions and making sure that everybody is respected in their households and that the parents are not going against each other, which takes a lot of of growing up, you know, because a lot of people don't have it. They just they just do whatever, you know, a lot of people talk bad about the other parent when they're not in their presence or even when they are in their presence. Um I have yet to talk bad about either one of my kids' fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually boast, like, the good parts of them, you know, just so they don't see, oh, well, 
daddy's not here because he left mommy and blah 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 you know yeah that's irrelevant like <laughs> you know in all honesty it's, it's really irrelevant like what your pain and your struggles are with that person should not filter off onto the kids at Agreed. all period yeah um would you say like it's a little bit easier for you guys though to co-parent and to have a blended family because the opposite like the dads are not yeah in the same state and it is you know the boys mom is deceased i mean to me i think it i feel like it kind of is it probably have like a advantage to other people but even when i was in detroit and i was co-parenting with my son's father like it was still good so i don't think it would have been that much of a big difference like we would have still been doing like four days and three days every single week um so i think that part would have pretty much been the same but um I do think we we probably do have it easier because you know when you are there every single day and having to deal with everyday mm-hmm. life then more things come up and more things that you have to either you know conflict resolution or come to an agreement and all the other good stuff so there's no telling but I think we are in a we were in a place when we got together that we wanted everything to be copacetic so I think we would have continuously worked at it you know because even with him his ex-wife tried to have third-party visitations with his his kids and I was like okay well we're gonna have a sit-down grown-up moment and we're gonna talk about it we're gonna let you know that way everybody is on the same page and gotta clarify for people who don't know who don't know okay so my husband was married before um this i am his third wife (laughs) his first wife uh passed away and his second wife um they divorced they don't have they don't have any children together at all um she has a son and you know he has his kids i try not to say which ones are whose that way you guys are not like yeah you know whatever but um so when they divorced she took him to court for third-party visitations um the court did honor that third-party visitation um and so she was supposed to basically was like a um what you call it a custody like she gets them every other weekend she gets them on certain holidays yeah it's like for real like really detailed you know so um, so she started to do it initially when we first got together and then she fell off or whatever. But when we, before any of the visits started, you know, I literally typed up some stuff like, okay, look, this is, this is what we're doing in our house and we want it to go the same way on your end as well, or something similar, just so you know, like, cause at that time, one of our kids, we were still trying to figure out what's going on with his health, with his ADHD. So we were trying to, you know, make sure certain foods he didn't eat and all that other good stuff. So it was just really good information and stuff for her to know. But she wasn't expecting it to come from, you. from me or from both of us either. Or like to just sit down and have this type of conversation. So it kind of took her to a different, I guess she looked at us in a different mindset. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, like I said... It only lasted like two months and then she fell off. But um, but either way it go, like just having that open communication between the parents and then showing a united front um, between the parents as well and then not bashing each other really helps a lot with raising those kids. Because if you are creating the drama and keeping the drama going, then of course the kids are going to feel the drama. They're going to feel like... They have to be, you know, um, loyal to one parent over the other or vice versa, or they feel like they're torn. And why even put your kids through that? Yeah. It's unnecessary. Um, and then we also had the deceased parent where um, I had that experience myself, you know, growing up. My dad passed away when I was three. So I knew what it was like to grow up without a father or to grow up, grow up without a parent. Uh-huh. So I did not want the kids to forget who their mother was who their biological mother was so like on her birthdays we celebrate her birthday we still have pictures up we still have like a box with all her keepsake stuff like we talk about her so we you know and it's so I didn't realize there's so many people out there like just kind of out of sight out of mind when it comes to stuff like that and it's like no don't do that like that's a part of their identity that's a part of who they are why would you just disregard this other person like if you still honor other people that's dead why wouldn't you honor that person's parent because it's 
it's a it's a relationship so maybe they feel like if i bring this person up it's an insecurity like they'll feel inadequate like Mm -hmm. yeah but i'm pretty confident in myself yeah yeah. (laughs) but see that's that's a that's is that's something you gotta address with yourself then in that case because i know with chino with his ex-wife she had a complete issue with him even bringing up the kid's mom like she had a whole little thing where like she didn't want none of her stuff in the house she didn't want anything i'm like this woman can't do anything to you like she's she's in heaven like (laughs) come on now like what is wrong with you so um i know it's crazy (laughs) squirrel but um (laughs) but yeah so yeah so we had that so if if there are any listeners out there who have any of um any of these things that you're dealing with as far as a deceased parent definitely don't shut that part out you know let the kids know who they are uh, because that was one thing that I I battled with so much growing up was that I didn't know who I was because I didn't know who my father was I had no visual memories of him I had no memories of his voice any of that stuff because I was three years old when he passed away but it would have been nice just to have a picture up yeah. It would have been nice if people would have just talked about him just a little bit, you know. And I didn't really get that closure or that um, feeling complete until I was, like, in my mid-20s. Because I had to address it. Like, hey, who was my dad? Like, yeah. who is he? Who was he? What did he like? What did I? How did I interact with him? Like, can somebody tell me something, you know? So that really helps um, in that aspect. And let's see what else. What else do we have here? Got any questions? What else? What else? Uh, so far, no. I guess. <laughs> uh, dealing with the absent parent. Absent parent, like meaning like a deadbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> had that too. Um. <laughs> so uh, dealing with the absent parent, what can you do? Nothing. Let it go. Like, <laughs> it's it's done. It's over with. Whatever it is, like, heal from it. Don't, you know, get closure and forgive for yourself. And just let it go. Like, there's so many people who hold on to whatever expectations were not met in those relationships. And you just hold on to it, hold a grudge for years and years and years. And your kid is like 30 years old, but yet you still turn your nose up when you see the baby daddy somewhere. <laughs> like, I'm going to need you to get your life together. Okay. So an absent parent is... Okay, so is an absent parent a parent that is not in the child's life at all? Or... That chooses to just not even deal with the kid at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's a difference from co-parenting or... You know, a parent that even if they are in a different state, if they're still interacting and still calling and still sending, you know, things for like school supplies and whatever else, like they're still actively being there for their kid. There's a difference from that to a parent who knows they have a kid and they're just disregarding it altogether. Okay. Or they're like, I'll come around when I want to come around. If I want to come around, if I want to deal with you, like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah. So that's the difference between the two. But... Yeah, I mean, when it comes to those absent parents, man, just forget about them. Like, how can you do that though? When, especially because more, can't get it out. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the kid who they're like harboring the other parent for. Like, mm-hmm. so you can't really forget about them. You can't just say screw them and not even try to contact them because you got the kid in your ear. Like, well. Yeah. I want to go with my dad. So I want to go with my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. how do you handle that with the child? Well, let me let me reiterate. So what I mean by <laughs> forget about them is because usually when there's an absent parent, you become bitter, you become hardened in your heart, you become angry, uh-huh. and you become extremely defensive. So those are a lot of the emotions that a lot of people go through when they are either they're still single and they, you know, they're still a single parent. Or whatever it is that comes with um, being a single parent, pretty much. Okay. So, as far as, like, that part, that's what I mean by, like, get over it. Because the less you're emotionally attached to the fact that that person is not there, the easier it'll be for you to make that phone call. And it not bother you if... I mean, of course, you're going to feel 
you know, whatever for your kid, if that parent is like, no, I don't have time for them. Yeah. Of course, you're going to feel that way, but it's not going to be where you're going to go in your room and cry because you're like, I don't feel my kid. I'm pissed off because this dude won't do this. And he just won't blah, 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 blah. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of a, a coping mechanism for yourself to make sure that you don't mentally go there all the time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, um... I wasn't following that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, one of my kids' father um, definitely was an absent parent all the way. And he did not understand why I did not hate him. Like, he was like, why don't you hate me? Like, I'm not there. I blew you off. I haven't been here in, like, two years. And you're just like, oh, yeah, sure, you can come visit. I'm like, because... I lay down with you. You lay down with me. We created this child. Me being pissed off with you is not going to change the situation. It's not going to change what happened. It's not going to change that she's here now. It's not going to change none of that. So at the end of the day, if I'm going to be pissed off at you, I might as well be pissed off at myself. That makes sense. And I mean, it doesn't matter whether you were cheated on, whether you was married, whether you was whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not going to change the situation. So stop being angry or stop being mad about it. So, yeah, so he, I mean, he completely could not understand why I had no anger in my body for him. And I was like, dude, like, get over yourself. Like, (laughs) I'm like, look, if I'm sitting here pissed off and mad at you, no, you're taking too much of my energy and too much of my power. No, I'm not going to do that. For what? It is what it is. Okay. So the key is to forgive. Mm -hmm. That's the main key. Yeah, definitely to forgive because at the end of the day, what can you do about it? Nothing. You can't because I'm mad. It's not gonna change. Like it's still gonna be the same. Why? Why even waste your breath on it? Like it's irrelevant. So, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I had to talk to a lot of people about that, honestly, because they was like, I cannot see how you're just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna all go out and go out to eat together. We're gonna go to the movies together. No, well, like, I mean, I think that's different because you have someone. Like, so maybe you wouldn't feel that way. I don't know. If he had who he got and you didn't have. No, that was the situation at that time. Oh, really? Yeah, I was completely 100% single. He was completely 100% married. Like, (laughs) yeah, so. (laughs) And again, (laughs) I was like, whatever. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I just got a whole different type of mindset when it comes to that. But I just don't like people having power over me. Yeah. So that was like probably more so my motivation of just not allowing that situation to affect me 1000% strong now if he was somebody that was like all the way crazy didn't need to be trusted around kids you know then you take your precautions in that way but at the end of the day I'm like they're getting to know their father it's okay no you cannot take her for a whole summer you're welcome like I mean it's realistic you know whatever but yeah so let me see what else we have here we talked about the deceased parent mm-hmm. um, and keeping the families involved. So, in blended families, for sure, we had this issue. Well, I won't even say it was an issue. It was just an adjustment at the beginning of our marriage where my family's traditions were one way. His family's traditions were another way. Well, yeah. So you guys are interracial. Too. Yeah. It's a lot of So it was so much that, like, they don't really, I mean, they, they celebrate, they love Christ and everything else. But, like, when it comes to Easter, that's not a big holiday. They just kind of go past it. She's whoop, whatever. What? Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, it was Easter. Ha. But it's not like, oh, yeah, who's cooking what? Yo, we about to turn up. None of that. It's just... <laughs> It's just a day. And then <laughs> they celebrate the day before Christmas. We celebrate the day of Christmas. Um, like their big dinner is the day before Christmas. So it kind of worked out because then we didn't have to decide whose house was going to go to. Because we go to his family house on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, we go to my family's house. Stuff like that. Um, but definitely like um, combining the different things that we had going on it take it takes a lot of um what's the word that I'm looking for like um what am I looking for compromise there it is 
uh, compromising <laughs> because there will be some days where some things will fall on us on the same days. But you want to make sure that you're you're spending time with each other's families. It's not just one sided. Like, oh yeah, my my cousin is having such and such. Let's all go to that. And then when your family is doing something, oh, I think I'm gonna just stay at home and relax in bed. Yeah. You know, that so could go for even with people who don't have blended families. That could mm-hmm. go for people who are married, right? You know, in general, because I definitely that's me. <laughs> I'll be like. Mm-mm. And honestly, when you think about blended families, it really is not just when you have kids that you're blending, Mm -hmm. but you're literally blending your families, like your cousins, your aunts and uncles, Mm -hmm. everything like that is being blended. So in that aspect, yeah, it really does. um, You have to really take that stuff into consideration. Now, how do you deal like in a blended family? How do you deal with the children not getting along? Because that um, happens. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> uh, so my youngest two did not get along initially. Like, they they like to play with each other and everything else. But I, I think for them, they did not, they didn't know where they fit in the family anymore. Yeah, because they were both, they they were both, both the, the youngest. Age. Yeah, they're both the same age for, like, at least six months. So, and everybody thinks they're twins. When I'm like, oh, yeah, they're both 12. And they're like... Oh, are they twins? No, not really. <laughs> but you can say that if you want to. But um, yeah, they didn't understand or they didn't realize, you know, how they were in the family, like in the family tree. So it was like the oldest knew they were the oldest, and the second one knew he was the second. But then the other, the youngest two, they were like, "Okay, am I the baby or are you the baby?" And then, okay, do I need to tell on you all the time because you're touching that? Oh my gosh. He just went here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he just drank some water. And I'm like, yo, I need you to relax. You know what I'm saying? So They literally do that, though. That's why I still play. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, that first year, I was like, listen, honey, you don't have to tell us every move that he's making. Okay? It's okay. Like, he's a normal person in the house just like you. It was like a robber came in, and he was like, hey, do-do-do. Oh, he's over there. Oh, he moved that way. Oh, he's on top of the bunk. Oh, he went to sleep. I'm like, God. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, yeah, so that was, like, the biggest thing that we had to deal with. And then just them, like, I mean, because before, they were used to being around each other every every couple of days, but not, like, consistently for months. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a time where, you know, one person got on the other one's nerves, and then, you know, the youngest one is doing this, and it was just, it was, you know, it's crazy, but then, I mean, right now, they, they just act like true siblings. That's just really how they act. They act like true siblings. Um, but anytime there's a conflict, you just have to address it head on. Um, now, okay, when you address the conflict, because it is a blended family, because this is where, in most cases, mm-hmm. favoritism comes into play. So... How do you discipline, like, without being too hard on the other child, like your bonus child? Yeah. Because you don't want them to feel like, oh, she's just doing this because she's my stepmom. Mm-hmm. Or you don't want to be too hard on your biological child because right. they're like, oh, she never disciplines, you know, my bonus sibling this way because she doesn't want to be the bad guy. Like, how do you handle that? First, well, how can the listeners handle that? Because we know you're a little different. (laughs) So, um, the first thing that you have to do is you have to make a mental note within yourself not to build any type of favoritism between all of your children. You have to see them as you birthed every single last one of them. Literally, even if you did, even if you did not birth them, you have to build that relationship within yourself that this is my child that I birthed and that I went through labor like 100% you know what I'm saying and it's so funny because me and Chino we joke all the time we were like I was there like I was I was there okay so I seen that baby come out you know what I'm saying and we do that with each other because we don't want our kids to feel like one is being treated differently than the other now we do deal with deal with them depending on their personalities and their characteristics differently you know because we know certain ones can handle certain things you know there was a time where Mari you start yelling at him and he start throwing up so what I was like 
all right, let's approach this a different way. Um, <laughs> everybody say I have like the bazillions of patience for that kid. You do. Which I do. And it's all because of the things that I've been through with the kid. And it's not, it's not a favoritism. It's just because I know what his level is. You get what I'm saying? So like he was colicky when he was first born. That I'm pretty sure if there's any parents out there that had a colicky child, you know darn well in your brain and in your head you're shaking the crap out of them. That's just being real. You just you shake. You just want them to stop crying. You just want them to stop yelling. You want them to stop crying. It's going on for days and days and days, and you just like, would you just fart already? Yes. <laughs> and fart and just get it out of your yes. system. You know, like you try everything under the sun and nothing is working. So. um so needless to say, I've built a lot of patience in that area for him. But at the end of the day, like, there's plenty of times where I'm like, yo, listen, bruh, okay? <laughs> Get the bucket right now because I'm about to cut you out. Uh-uh. So you go throw up and we go do this. You hear me? <laughs> Get the bucket right now because I'm not cleaning it up. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> but yeah, um... Dealing with the conflict between them, you just you have to you have to tell yourself not to have the favoritism because you shouldn't and all the whatever unparenting handbook that nobody has. Of course everybody has that one child that they like, whatever, but never ever ever show any of the children that. Yeah. Because that would be harsh for them for another child to feel like, oh, they like they love you more than they love me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> Okay, so, because <laughs> um, even like me and my sister, like my sister feels like I was favored more than her, you know, because of my me not being overweight, me not being a certain type of like I wasn't the first one where my mom had to make all these adjustments because she was a parent, blah blah blah. So, like my sister feels a certain type of way. So, and then also my niece, like she was darker and the rest of her siblings were lighter so she was treated differently mm-hmm. you know so there was favoritism in that she did like a whole crap load of stuff you know yeah. what i'm saying just growing up because she felt like she was the black sheep of the family so you never want to treat your children any of them like one is favored over the other and i mean as parents you have to be the parent like put your big girl draws on or your big boy draws on and don't do it. Like, yeah. you have to make that decision not to do it. So when you deal with the kids, you, um, of another thing is you need to also have a relationship with all of them. I was just about to say yeah. that. Like, I think that's important to yeah. have a relationship because if you're trying to discipline a kid and you're, like, their step-parent, mm-hmm. for me, I'd be like... I didn't ask you to be here. I used to say that to my stepdad all the time. I'd be like, yeah, I didn't ask you to be here. Okay, that's you. Okay, that's not me. <laughs> Boop. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to eat my own words. But <laughs> Woo. that was like one thing I was like, oh my God, if these kids turn on me, I'm going to deserve it yeah. at the end of the day. But um, I didn't really have a relationship with them. He was just there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it really does make a difference to have a relationship with them. Take the kids out individually to actually spend quality time with them so that you can build those relationships and just talking to them. And when conflict happens, you are going to treat them just like the rest of your kids. So that's how it should go. That's how it should go. <laughs> right. But and realistically. Realistically, if you're not there, then, you know, take the little tidbits of tips that I've given you to really work on those areas that you know are your weaknesses. Like if you know you're showing favoritism and you know you need to control that, then you need to work on that. If you know that your relationship with your bonus kids are not where they need to be, then you know that's where you need to work on. So realistically, like, do what you got to do because at the end of the day, no matter what, you are the one that is raising these kids and you're responsible for what happens to them, whether they're your kids that you pushed out or not you are still responsible for them. So, um, and that's that's how I look at it. Like That's good advice. Okay, yeah. I have another question. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, wait, hold on. All right. Go again. It's flowing, it's flowing. <laughs> okay, so what did I just ask you? I just asked you about how to discipline mm-hmm. the bonus kids, right? Okay, so what if, because this happens, <laughs> I have all these scenarios in my head. Mm-hmm. So, what if the parent, the your spouse, mm-hmm. doesn't feel comfortable, like 
disciplining the child. And you've given them, you know, like the reins to do so, but they just don't yeah. feel comfortable doing that. How do you how you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Because if you're supposed to look at them like they're your kids too, mm-hmm. why can't you discipline them? You can discipline right. your children, your biological children, but you can't discipline mine. Like how does You still gotta work through it with that person. With to them. figure out the parent, the other parent to figure out what is holding them back from disciplining. Like for us, Chino didn't really like disciplining Michelle, but it's more so because she was a girl than anything else. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he would discipline the boys. That wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. But when it came to the girl, he was like, he I'm going to let you. Yeah, he wasn't used to that, you know. And I mean, even still not to the same, I mean, he would say his piece, but he has never hit her or whooped her or anything like that. But um, he, you know, like, shoot, just this morning, Dang on door was unlocked. He was running through the house like, who's in here? Shotgun. Anyways, but um, <laughs> side story, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So when it comes to the other parent, I mean, just as as long as you two are talking and communicating about it, mm-hmm. it may take them a minute to actually feel comfortable enough to discipline the other kids. And, I mean, some people are like that. Period. When it comes to unfortunately just saying uh, the kids that are not biologically there so even if it's kids in a family like their nieces and nephews or cousins and stuff like that like some people like those ain't my kids i'm not about to touch that you know i'm like so i don't don't like anybody disciplining my children (laughs) only me and their father like you can talk to them but you need to be mindful how you talk to them but you cannot you cannot whip them like that's just me i don't care who you are yeah not even you Girl, I will tear it up. Tear it all that. Uh, bam. You're not. <laughs> Listen. Like, not even my mom. No. She has, like, she'll make comments like, you need to put a belt to her. Like, I know what I need to do. <laughs> I'm just a punk-ass parent in this moment, and I ain't got there. And she, if, if she was at my house, she wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. And that, that infuriates, like, people. Mm-hmm. Because I don't allow them to physically discipline my children, but I just feel like that's mad. Yeah, so and I, I mean, and that's and you're entitled to that. Now, me on the other hand, like Chino's, um, like my my parents, well, my mom because my father's <laughs> deceased, but um, and Chino's parents, like we were totally okay with them disciplining. Really, one hundred percent, yes, because. Like, say, for instance, this little situation that happened with my mommy struggle uh-huh. this week, you know, <laughs> so I have people coming over and actually talking or whatever. I mean, of course, nobody's going to kid is like 15 now. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to whoop or anything like that. But there was a time where when the boys were a little bit younger, I can't remember what it was that happened. Can't remember which one it was either. That's how long ago it was. But it was one of the boys and I disciplined them and then their grandfather disciplined them chino disciplined them and their grandmother went in there like we all went in there and did something different but we all went in there and laid it down that's, so i just feel like that's too much like no nah, it's not overkill it's not because it'll be a different story if you like toss them up in the air throw them through the window something crazy <laughs> like that but it was it was something that was severe enough that it took that. it entitled yeah for that to happen so no i don't i mean now, if it's a random person, like random cousin or mm-hmm. somebody in the family who don't have that one-on-one with my kids, pull it back in, okay? Exactly. Let me, you talk to me. Talk Let to me know me. what my child done did, okay? And then, because we have one cousin that would always, we'll leave to go to the store and come back and they're like, oh, your kid done did this, they done did that, boop, 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 boop. And it'd be so over-exaggerated. And I'm like, and what you do? And what you do? Bruh, because don't touch my child you know <laughs> so I mean there are certain people who they have that because if something happens to me I expect you to, to step in yeah but you know I expect you they are giving that yeah permission like if I didn't give you permission right no and if that's that's what I say like you're entitled to say no don't touch my child yeah. like point blank period like the discipline is coming from me and her father and that's it yeah I, and I that's don't cool mind, like you guys you or his mom or my mom like talking mm-hmm. but if you feel like you need to pop her or like whip her let me know yeah but don't just be like oh just just go in like ah, 
Oh no. We're not. <laughs> no. We're not doing that. Uh, no. That's not cool. No, no, no. <laughs> but you, but you can sit in that invisible chair now. You sure can. <laughs> That is a terrible. <laughs> Have you sweating bullets? <laughs> it lost about 2,000 calories. <laughs> so, okay, so all in all with blended families, it's just, it's like, just it's communication mm-hmm. and it's building that one on one relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like any other family, even traditional families, because you can still have those relationships beforehand that you haven't healed from, and you have those issues. So it's, it's pretty much all the same. The only real difference is that you have children involved as well. Okay. So what happens? <laughs> what happens when? When? Shut up. <laughs> this is my last question, I promise. No, you're good. <laughs> what happens when the child doesn't respect the parent, the step-parent? Then there must have been something else there. Like, you need to... Like, as... You as... Okay, so let's speak like, okay, you and Chino. Mm-hmm. Say one of the kids don't respect you. Mm-hmm. And I lost my train of thought. And Chino stepped in and choked one of the kids up. No. No. <laughs> and Chino didn't address it. Mm-hmm. Because that happens. Mm-hmm. So, how do you handle that? Because... You know you're not doing anything to, like, make the child feel like. Yeah. How do you address, like, the child being totally disrespectful and the other parent not acknowledging it or saying, like, oh, you know, they're just adjusting. Like, they're still adjusting in the beginning or middle or end state, not end, but, you know, in the beginning or. You better talk. That's the only, that's literally the only way it's going to change is that you have to talk and you have to come to an agreement and it has to be a united front. Like. But if you. If you if you're not there, because you gotta continue to talk until you get there. Or for the people who are dating or courting, mm-hmm. and you know they're doing the whole blended family thing, mm-hmm. and the child isn't too fond of the parent, the step parent, as as a like as a mom or whatever, mm-hmm. do you cut that person off because you don't get along with my child? Right. Like, how do you well, deal first with that? You have because to, you, you want to make sure your child is comfortable. Yeah, that your child is good. And that's why you, in that case, you would talk to the child. You would ask them, like, what is wrong? Like, what's setting you off about this person? What's something that you're seeing that I'm not seeing? Mm-hmm. You know, so again, it's about communication. <laughs> you know? So it's about talking to that child and seeing what it is. They say, why they don't like this person? What's the reason behind it? Because sometimes it's, it's, you know, they, it's just not my daddy. Okay. But if it's not, not my that, daddy, if it's and if it's something else, just not my daddy or she just not my mama. then you need to address it and you need to see what it is. And if it's something that suffices, maybe your child sees something that you don't see and you need to take a, a, a step back. You need to take a step back. You need to think about it. Like, is this really worth it? You know, like, what is it? Is what your child is saying? Is it? legitimate like is it something that is something that you should really be considering like is it the way that they're talking to you do they see that the person is like looking at other people and you're not paying attention like what is it you but you you can't know what those things are unless you actually talk to your child and really get to you know figure out what it is yeah. you gotta have a relationship with your kid like you're you have to be a parent Regardless, I feel like you have to have a relationship with your kid, but you also have to acknowledge that they are still human. Because mm-hmm. a lot of parents will be like, you're just a kid, you don't know what you're talking about. Stay mm-hmm. in a child's place. But if a person, a child, quote unquote, is mm-hmm. trying to give you some advice or insight, insight yeah. then you shouldn't just totally disregard what they're saying yeah. because they're a child. But exactly. a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. I know. And it's sad. <laughs> and it's sad. It's very sad that that happens. Because I definitely, you know, when me and Chino got together, I mean, my kids were like four, you know, three and seven, six, something like that. So when we when we got together, I mean, I still talked to him and asked him, you know, how does, you know, how do you feel? You know, is he nice? Do you like him? Do you not like him? Is there anything that sets you off a little bit? You know, and it was took a couple of conversations, of course, because of their age. Yeah. But... At the end of the day, it was still, you know, things that we had to talk about. And then the same thing on his side. Like, he had to talk to his kids, too, and ask them the same questions. Like, you know, are, how do you feel about this person? How do you feel about, 
you know, the other two uh, kids and, you know, everything like that. And, I mean, it, it really, you really have to be connected. You have to be connected to your kid. Okay, 100%. <laughs> Next question. Last question. No, keep going. This is the biggest question. Okay. Titles. Mm-hmm. So calling the the bonus parent mom or dad. Mm-hmm. I know that has to be contingent upon the relationship. Mm-hmm. But, like, if that person doesn't feel significant, like, if they are not being called that, how do you deal with that? Because... I know for me personally, I was like, with y'all, I was like, this is a little soon for them to be calling her mama. Like, <laughs> they don't know her like that. Uh huh. <laughs> she only been a mama for two years. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> it just seems so sudden. So, like, yeah. do you have that conversation with the child? Like, hey, you need to start calling them mom or dad? Or is the child they actually yeah they actually picked it up themselves like we never said you're gonna call me mom and you're gonna call him dad and that's it we were just like in the beginning ask your mom ask your dad like would you refer to the other parent like that um i don't think we did i think we referred to each other as our names like you know go over there with chino but they literally it was it wasn't even i was like are you sure you want to do that you want to okay because i'm just making sure because like my stepdad's been in my life since i was three but we always called him rick we never called him you know he actually sat down with me and joy and was like you know hey so you know he had the the nice little talk so i want to be your dad and yada 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 and joy was like no and i was like i'm following her um i'm just here for the cookies the milk and cookies <laughs> you know so we we just call him rick and i mean but we always you know when we talk about him to other people we always say you know my dad you know whatever but um yeah it just kind of i mean they decided when it was ready to call us mom and dad or whatever and it just it literally just flowed at the beginning and i was like okay this is cool you know your situation so, is so- different from most people. <laughs> like you have almost the ideal blended family. Yeah. Because I mean there are really no outside influences on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. So like co parenting with other parents isn't really a struggle. Yeah. They call you mom, they call him dad, like <laughs> nobody knows the difference of anything. <laughs> but you know what, when we got together we have both been through so much and we were really intentional about our relationship with each other. And our relationship with building a family and, you know, the kids and everything. Like, we were both on the same level. So, I think once, I mean, because I've had relationships where it was it was all chaos. It was all drama. It was, it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to mention terrible. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we're, I say we're just blessed. We're just blessed. Like, we've been through a lot. Especially, I feel like the stuff I've been through has nothing compared to what my husband's been through. Like, yeah. losing a spouse in your 20s. And you have been with that person for 11 years. Like, I don't even know. I, I was like, why do you want to fall in love again? Like, I would be like, nope. No, thank you. Return. No, I don't want it. Like, I don't even think, like, at that, when I met him, I was like, I wouldn't even, like, why do you want to fall in love again? Yeah. Like, that's, it's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, he just has a really big heart. Um, but, yeah, I I say we're definitely blessed. Because I, I do talk to a lot of people that have blended families or just relationships and marriages and stuff like that and I'm like thank god we don't have this you know it just makes me more grateful more humble um that we have the relationship that we have so it's cool because that's my boo thing that's her boo Uh, thing uh, uh. (laughs) so ghetto don't judge my life (laughs) that's my boo thing well, I so. hope you guys took something from that. I learned a lot <laughs> on that because I don't know much about blended families. We're blending. We're blending. <laughs> blending families. Yes, yes. All right, so it's time for our segment. What you going to do? I'm not doing this today. Yes, you are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to hit me with today? Because this is going to probably be some... Off the wall. You ready? 
right. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather? Abort mission. Shut up. <laughs> would you rather not have sex for a year? Girl, you alive. Or, <laughs> or have it every day for the rest of your life, but never orgasm or you feel anything the again? Devil. You know what? I would rather not have sex for a year because my orgasms are the bomb. And really? I'll go a year without having sex. I've done it before. But in a marriage? Girl, he would be like, he got to be in the military somewhere, obviously. Uh-uh. I don't have to <laughs> mentally think that. But whatever, I'm just saying. Because I can't go a whole life without no... Like, what's the point of having sex if you're not going to have an orgasm? I think that's disrespectful. I'm just saying, because I'm I'm getting upset just thinking about it. You know, I'm that percent <laughs> that don't orgasm with intercourse. Uh, I am in that little percentage. Listen. No, so that's no. what you're choosing? No yeah. sex for a year? So I can have the rest of my life to have an orgasm? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I've courted before. Oh, my okay. goodness. I can court again. Yes. Oh my sure god. Can. Wow. <laughs> without a doubt, yes. I will go a year without sex just so I can have my orgasms for the rest of my life. I still got at least eighty good years left in me. You do, you do. At I'm least gonna... eighty. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have sex all the way up to the day I die. Okay. So hundred and twenty eight, I'm gonna be pumping it out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna choose the opposite. Ah! <laughs> because I don't orgasm. So it don't matter to you. With intercourse. Nope. It doesn't. <laughs> I orgasm with everything else, but intercourse, no, I'm just in that few Small. percentage where I just, my body doesn't do it. It's the devil. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's like getting a Happy Meal without the toy. You really wow. gonna be, you gonna have this man sit up here for a whole year with no sex just so you can have an orgasm that is so selfish that's selfish mm. <laughs> like nope <laughs> he can have an orgasm but you won't be able to feel anything man <laughs> he can have an orgasm for that whole year if I'm the one that's without sex for a year honey there's gonna be some strong arms in that house oh my goodness <laughs> Some, some strong arms and some strong necks. Guys, oh. you got a strong neck. You know what? <laughs> I say this is why I had locked jaw when I was pregnant. Cause oh. <laughs> I was not having sex my, when I was pregnant. My jaw just is so strong. Oh right my here. goodness. <laughs> and oh. we're going to get out of here, guys. <laughs> just saying, it's just not okay. It's not okay. Well, I need my Happy Meal toy. She need her Happy Meal toy. That's right. <laughs> That's what you gonna call it. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> you never gonna look at her. I'm never. Like, ever can I have a Happy Meal? No. No. Oh my goodness. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, yes. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on our iTunes. It makes us more discoverable. Put a review on there. Or Put else. a review on there. Or else. Make sure you follow us <laughs> to get connected and stay up to date. You can follow me on Instagram at homegirl.locked. That's L-O-C-D. And I'm at officially Lala Marie. Yes, yes. On yes. Instagrams. Oh, on Instagram. On the grams of the Insta. <laughs> All right. And um, if you guys are not following me on Instagram, I did announce that our new episodes will be dropping every Wednesday instead of Sundays. Yes. So look out on Wednesday for a new episode. You guys enjoy the rest of your week and be great. Yes. And we will talk to you next week. That's right. Don't go to jail. You know what to do. You know what to do, Bill. <laughs>